0: Well, hello everyone and welcome to Gigi in the 561. I'm Pam Barker. Thanks for joining me today. Ooh, lots to talk about, so stay with me. We're going to talk about shorts with no underwear. Mm-hmm, got your attention. <laughs> We're going to talk about really expensive potato chips and really cheap living off of what you can get at Aldi. Tons to talk about. Um, How to use a fitted sheet at the beach. Stuff like that. Good stuff. Stay with me. Um, BuzzFeed ran a very interesting article about old money versus new money. I'm not going to go into the details of that. You can check it out on BuzzFeed if you want to. But it basically was uh, pointing out the differences between people that have old money and people that have new money. And I found them to be pretty spot on. Um, because I think most of us probably do know people with old money and people with new money, right? I mean, um, many years ago when I worked at the bank, I'll just use this as an example. Um, the, the, the people, I worked in the investment part, the trust department where people with old money, really money of any kind, um, would come in and you would see them. And the people with the really old, I mean old money, I'm talking like forever money that goes back to the pilgrims, (laughs) you never knew they had a dime for a a multitude of reasons. Um, First of all, they were incredibly unpretentious, nice to everyone, including the people at the lowest level. So I I found the, the, the points they made to be very, very true. And through my life, um, you you continue to meet people uh, all up and down the economic spectrum spectrum, and um, for the most part the the story was was pretty spot on. And it was uh, kind of a follow up article to another article they've done. So there were several articles about new and old money. One thing I thought very very interesting. The, the uh, people that uh, work for, for people, with old, new, money, whatever, said old money come holiday times will give you a, like a, a monetary gift and a real gift because they're, they're wired that way. That's how they think. Whereas new money people tend to do uh, nothing. They don't buy a gift. They don't give a bonus. Anyway, I thought that was a really, really interesting story about old money versus new I think why it interested me is because a lot of people are on TikTok and various social uh, media outlets making money off of of hyping stuff whether they really use it or not So people now have money perhaps that didn't have money would never have money without where we are now Now let's go into a young couple in their 20s who are really smart and they're going to have money Because as they continue through their life more than likely because during college and now they're in their 20s post-college this this young couple They spend $20 pretty much a week. That's their budget. And they plan out their menus, they plan out their meals. They spend $20 per week at Aldi and they feel like they eat well. And they gave a a little sampling of what the, the things they buy. They have, keep on hand, rice and peanut butter and black beans and eggs and cheeses. And bags of salad and tortillas and they have staples that they have in their pantry they can that they can live off of and then they have the fresh things like the cheeses and uh, kielbasa sausage that they can make I found it incredibly interesting even though they're out of college and they can afford to do more they don't they will they will take the black beans rinse them and make a, a, a burrito out of them, for example. So what they're eating provides them a, a balanced diet uh, on twenty dollars at Aldi. Think about Aldi. Talked about it so many times on the podcast. I absolutely love the cheese department. I'm a cheeser. I've been a cheese person since forever. I remember eating cheese early on. I, I am. Yeah, I'm a big proponent of cheese. I like unpasteurized cheese, which is hard to get. Not, not really uh, looked upon fondly in this country. There are restaurants, Greek in nature, that will have like fried unpasteurized cheese. Or it's baked, actually. It's baked. And it is delicious. It's totally delicious. But anyway, uh, so can you, could you live on $20 a week from Aldi? or any store for that matter. But like I said, uh, Aldi has this cheese department that I love. Um, so there you go. Let's go from that to ridiculously expensive potato chips. Now Gary sent me this story. He's always reading like, like I do. And when he runs across things, he thinks they're interesting. He'll share them with me. Sometimes I, I use them, sometimes I don't this one really caught my attention because these potato chips they made five they made five potato chips Uh, this is was a swedish really a publicity stunt in st eric's sweden and they did this to make money for for charity each potato chip, the main find, cost $15. Now their their fundraiser ended up being very very successful. They sold out immediately. There are no more of them. They were packaged in a beautiful uh, box. One of our friends uh, made us some of the most incredible Christmas tree ornaments you've ever seen in your life. Handmade them, and they're they're crystal-y, ribbony, gorgeous, and he made the box to go with. So I'm going to tell him he's missed (laughs) missed his calling because he made, they only made five chips. He made a few more than that ornaments for us. You know, he needs to get on that and and, and sell that stuff. Why were these so expensive, though? The ingredients they used. They used a, a mushroom... I'm sorry, I've never heard of this. They say it it tastes like an old, very expensive cheese. They're called matsutake mushrooms, and they're they're in that truffle seaweed crown dill, uh, something that's uh called wart W O R T. <laughs> um, it's I think it's made from something else and then an an onion that is very uh, rare I think, Lixand onion and the potato itself is grown on a very steep incline where you cannot use machinery to harvest these potatoes so they don't grow very many of them they grow them in this area, uh, onion, um, not onion, almond potatoes. Um, so they have to be harvested by hand. So these very fancy, expensive, grown on a hill in Sweden, uh, are, were the actual base, the potatoes they made of. So, anyway, $15 per chip, whereas this couple could live for a week. take a fitted sheet to the beach have you ever heard this I had not you take a fitted sheet and then you take four items such as your ice chest a picnic basket two other things that will support the elastic in your fitted sheet and you just stuff those things into the corners and it makes this perfect enclosure For you on the beach now I think you should put something under it to keep the sand from coming up through but I thought if you had children put a great way to make something for them to play in get in and out of to play on the beach I think that's kind of cool to take a fitted sheet to the beach who knows how to fold properly (laughs) a fitted sheet my mother did my mother did I want to talk about a couple more things. One, these shorts that you wear no underwear with. And then I want to talk toys from the 50s. Uh, This guy named Peter Baldwin was on a flight from Europe. He has his Harvard MBA. And he was wearing a suit, very well dressed. And kudos for that because I'm all about people dressing to be on a plane he got a wedgie tough that's the price you pay for dressing nice but he decided then he wanted to make some shorts that were comfortable that did not cause discomfort necessity mother of invention right so he went on there was the whole thing on shark tank never seen the show. But a lot of things come out of Shark Tank. Did not win he and his buddy, and they said he did not win mainly because of arrogance. Gee, Harvard MBA arrogance. Mm, gee, their attitude kind of uh, brought them down. Didn't really matter because these shorts, bird dog shorts, are making money for them, and they're they're doing pretty well apparently with their little failed on Shark Tank entrepreneurial. Uh, little setup they did Um, the thing about bird dog shorts they're for men by the way and I guess women can wear them a couple of things the fabric they're made out of helps with sweating like when you're working out The, the fabric is much more comfortable than regular fabric shorts but the 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 kicker of it the really intriguing part for men apparently is they come with a built-in liner so mm, they do that in swimsuits so how is this so brilliant i'm asking with the big question mark above my head right now but it is and it's doing really well and i guess it holds everything in securely and uh, it it all is working out great now here's the, the bottom line to me of these bird dog shorts they're pretty short. So, yay, girls. Short shorts are coming back for men. You know, I've said that about basketball while we're watching the heat go heat. Uh, as they're playing in the NBA finals, uh, all of these millions of games. Bring back the short shorts. You know, the cheerleaders get out there in short shorts. The guys, come on, bring them back. Uh, but they're back with bird dog shorts. Now, I'm going to end up with this really crazy uh bit that Gary sent me uh, about the Gilbert toy company remember the other day we were talking about the glass with uranium in it well and how it's really pretty safe we have some we saw some in the Tacoma Washington glass museum whole big thing on uranium glass well Gary was the kind of kid you have a brainiac yeah that was him and he had A a chemistry set where you mix all these chemicals and stuff and it was made he tells me by the Gilbert company Uh, the man that that invented these games was named Alfred Gilbert now he 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 was kind of he liked science and magic a weird combination so he started trying to to uh, uh, after World War you know World War two to really bring up magic toys this kind of thing but it was the atomic age kids wanted to play with danger now today there are warnings on everything we have everything you don't really have to worry about putting warnings on toys as much as you do your Tide Pods that that kids wanted to eat a few years ago but you're warned about everything don't do this, don't do that, kids, 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 adults, adults, adults. warning, 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 danger, Will Robinson. Well, Alfred wasn't worried because he put together a toy that cost $50, which would be around $500 today. Uh, It was called the U-238 Atomic Energy Lab, and it came with all sorts of things. A Geiger counter talked about that the other day about playing with a with a toy Geiger counter um, by the way Alfred was a, a Yale graduate so you know he had some he had some smarts he was also an athlete in 1908 he won gold medal in London in the Olympics uh, he was very interested in doing erector sets of kids making stuff kind of the precursor in my opinion to Lego I don't know real toy people could argue with me about that but yeah after World War II it was the atomic craze so he put together this atomic energy lab and in it he it was promoted as exciting and safe and it had four sealed jars of uranium ores. Now the the only warning they gave was if the seals were broken they could get crumbly and it could cause radioactivity in your lab. This lab. You can still buy these by the way while they really didn't last long with Gilbert's company because $50 in the 50s 1950 for a kids toy lab. This didn't cut it apparently with parents, so they shunned them. They didn't they didn't really sell. So that was why they they stopped offering them in their catalog. Not because they weren't safe and highly dangerous, toxic to kids. Mm, they just cost too much. But you can still get the Gilbert toy company. You dash two three eight atomic energy lab if you've got thousands of dollars apparently there's some still out there I guess I'm not the only one out there selling stuff on eBay huh <laughs> Gary didn't have this particular one he had the full-on chemistry lab apparently but oh my goodness <clears throat> excuse me didn't care about safety at that time I love that so look it up it's kind of fun to see what it looks like and how they their photos of it how it how it looked back in the day I guess how how it still how it still looks Uh, if you have any interest in that at all it's it's interesting to think uh, how they didn't really care about kids safety almost until kids were choking to death on Lego pieces. And then and then they got interested. <clears throat> Excuse me. I want to leave you with this, as I do. Ten signs you're doing well in life. One, you have a roof over your head. These are ten. I won't count them off. You ate today. You have a good heart. You wish good for others. You have clean water. Someone cares for you. You strive to be better. You have clean clothes. You have a dream. You're breathing. Be thankful for the little things, for they are the most important. Thank you so much for being here with me today. We have lots of stuff out there on NorthPalmBeachLife.com. See Gary on All Things Cruise, G-E-R-R-Y. Barker on All Things Cruise for things he's written, as well as Splash Magazine, worldwide. Visit our YouTube channel, NorthPalmBeachLife.com, as well as our website where we have tons of things, new things we've done in the area here in the Palm Beaches that you might find interesting. I hope that you will. Don't forget my books on Amazon. These podcasts always rest on NorthPalmBeachLife.com as well as on 20 other platforms. So thank you for that. staying with me, listening in, And now I have to go because I've started a new novel, a new fictional novel, and I'm very excited about it. Thanks for being with me. Pam Barker, Gigi and the 561. Stay with me.